Get Out of the Form podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. In this week's episode, I want to take a look at the idea of masculinity. Masculinity has really come under fire in our culture for multiple, in multiple ways and for multiple reasons. And you have toxic masculinity and you have down with the patriarchy and you have a lot of people who hate on manhood. And then you have, I think it's Dax, I think is the guy's name, comes out with a song about what it's like to be a man and, and you have, I think it's got 11 million views on YouTube or whatever and I saw multiple people posting about it and how good this is and it's kind of like, well, we're going to be, we're forever going to be misunderstood and and we get taken for granted all the time and to me it just was kind of a wallowing thing. Um, but men do want to be heard. We do need to be validated. This is where the stereotype, oh, we don't need any of that stuff. No, we do. We do, Absolutely. But why am I discussing this on a porn podcast? Well, I've been obsessed with the idea of masculinity for a little while now. My brother and I have talked a lot about it. My friend and I, uh, Will and I, actually have started a podcast, and uh, it's called a Godly Young Men Podcast, the Gym Podcast. Feel free to check that out if you get a chance. It's on YouTube. It's a video podcast, but also uh, everywhere else where you get yours, uh, Spotify, iTunes, podcast app, I think, all those. But I've been very interested with masculinity. What makes a man? What causes someone to be masculine? And how do I know that I'm achieving what God called me to be in being a man? When we live in a time of transgenderism, you have a lot of gender confusion. You have a lot of people who don't know why it's good to be a man. And when you have the culture saying it's not good to be a man, you got a lot of people who don't know what to do with their masculinity. They don't know where to turn. And the way I see it is there's a pendulum that, that we see both sides. One side is the toxic masculinity you shouldn't even come close to being a man. You shouldn't have any standards as a man. You should get run over, have no boundaries, um, basically be a wuss because otherwise, if you take any stand specifically against a woman, that's toxic, toxic masculinity. That's horrible. You swing to the other side and you have the you know big trucks and loud country music with having sex with as many women as possible because you know, you're just trying to get the hottie and that's masculinity. So which is it, right? Which is it? Are we supposed to go after the outsized, you know, everything is is big and has to be loud and boisterous and, and type A personality and, boy, if you don't go and kill five deer a day and go out hunting and love guns and love all these stereotypical things, you're not a man. And then you swing to the other side and it's like, well, if you like any of those things or if you uh, so much as look at somebody wrong, well, then you are basically, you're, it, it, again, it's toxic almost too much of a man, right? Like they don't want that. So which side is it? We have a lot of guys who don't know. So some guys run into porn because they think it makes them feel masculine. Man, I can masturbate five times a day. Well, good for you. Not. That's not something to be proud of, right? But we think that it is. The culture tells us porn is fine. It's actually really good. It's masturbation's healthy for guys. And and look at your sex drive. If you have this raging sex drive where you need to have sex 24-7, boy, that's what makes a man. No, it's not. No, it's not. What about that makes you a man, that you can't control your sexual urges? I don't see masculinity in that. I see a child who's running to sex to fill his emotional needs. That doesn't make you a man. On the other hand, the guy who doesn't ever really desire sex because he's basically uh, told himself that either it doesn't matter or he's not a sexual being or whatever else it is, and, and he goes to the other side of the pendulum, that's just as, uh, as, as devastating. That's not good. We want a man who does desire sex, but he desires in the right way. And porn, he realizes, is fake. Porn is a sham. Porn is pulling him away from the things that are good, the things that matter. 
having a beautiful wife and kids, right? The kids that he can pass things on to and, and have this generational um, blessing that comes from a man leading his family in the right way. And to have a wife who cherishes him and respects him and loves him because she looks up to him and says, man, he's leading our family spiritually and physically and emotionally. He's there. He's present. But he also works his butt off to bring home the, the bacon, basically, so I don't have to go out and work. Like That's what helps a man feel like he's validated. But when we don't feel like a man, we can easily run into porn and it's a way to cope with these the feelings of inadequacy, the feelings of worthlessness, the feelings of, man, I'm not a man. I don't feel masculine, therefore I'm running to these things because in a roundabout way it kind of makes us feel masculine. The woman's taking her clothes off for me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel desirable. It makes me feel wanted. It makes me feel like I'm enough. But it's a sham. We know porn and masturbation is. Masturbation is not really a healthy thing. There's a book that uh, has has some questionable and, and interesting content. But in the book, the author makes a statement about how chimpanzees don't masturbate in the wild. They only masturbate in cages. And his whole point is, when you're masturbating and you're looking at porn, you're caged. You're a caged animal. That's not what real men do. Real men go out and try to get the girl. Real men go out and try to to get someone to sleep with them, right? But in our culture, we've made, hey, if you can get somebody to sleep with you, like that's the pinnacle. No, not even that's the pinnacle. That's all part of the process. But how you woo a girl and how you win her over and how you grow closer to her and how you um, emotionally show up for her, right? You're present and how you lead her spiritually. And then how you commit to her, how you have this covenant with her, that's what makes a man. And that's what makes a man feel good is when he does go out and he does get the girl because he's put in the effort and, and the time and the love and the commitment to have a girl be willing to marry him for life. And the reward of that is you do get rewarded sexually. But we have a lot of men trying to act like men through these stupid things, monster trucks and everything else, and they're not downing those. If you're into it, great. But like that's not what makes you a man. Watching football and drinking beer is not what makes you a man. What does make you a man? Well, it's been said power flows to those who take responsibility. A man is somebody who has power because he does take responsibility first off for himself. We'll get into the other ones in a second, but first off for himself. That means you do get yourself some help. You do go to therapy and you stop looking at porn. You stop running to masturbation to fill all your needs because, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. You do hit the gym. You do build testosterone because you're pumping heavy iron. You can be overweight and then wonder why, man, I just don't feel good about myself. It's not about the weight as much as it's about you're not moving anywhere. You're not going in any specific particular direction. That's so detrimental to a man. We are called to be goal-oriented. We're called to take dominion in scripture. That's the, the dominion mandate of going all the way back to the first chapter of the Bible when God says, take dominion, be fruitful and multiply. Those two things go together. And then he also gives Adam in chapter two, work and rules. So he gives him dominion over everything, basically rulership. He gives him work to do, and he gives him law to to follow. And then he gives him a woman to cherish. That's so key in being a man. But we first have to take responsibility for ourselves, for our actions. We can't pass the buck and go, well, my parents, or well, my wife, or well, my kids, or my boss, or whatever else. A man takes responsibility and says, we're going to get it done one way or the other. A man says, I'm not going to have my wife go out and work because, you know, I'm coming home at three every day so I can play video games. 
A man is the guy who says, if I have to stay up till 7 p.m. and work three separate jobs, 9 p.m., whatever it is, I want my wife to know that she doesn't have to go out and make all this money. I'm going to work my butt off. That's an unpopular one in today's culture because of all the girl bosses. But a man is someone who's, whose woman doesn't have to be a girl boss because there already is a man of the house who's taking responsibility. There already is a man of the house who's leading the family spiritually and who's leading the family emotionally as well. She doesn't have to do that because you're already doing it. That's what a man does is he takes responsibility first for himself by getting himself into the gym, considering his diet, thinking about how he's going to grow closer to God, his prayer life, his Bible study life, his work ethic, making sure he's taking care of himself first and foremost. Then a real man takes responsibility for his wife. Doesn't allow the wife to walk all over him. This is where a wife in 2 Peter 3 has to submit to her husband. In gentleness, quiet submission. Is that easy? No. But for a man who's listening to his wife, listening to her needs at least and understanding her needs, and then is willing to try to help meet her needs, but is willing to take the lead in something, that's what a woman needs. Women need the man who's willing to lead, who's willing to say, this is the direction we're going and I'm going to pursue it to the best of my ability. And sometimes she's going to hate you for it. Leadership doesn't mean everybody follows willingly. Sometimes leadership is saying, honey, I hear you and I love you and and I care about what you have to say, but this is the best direction and here's why. And then doing it. You're responsible for your wife. You're responsible for her sins. What she struggles with. God's going to look at you as the man and say, I gave this woman to you. The leave and cleave process of Genesis 2. Like, that's on you, husband, to make sure that your wife is in a right state. Yes, she is... She is her own person, but the husband is given rulership over his wife. Once again, referencing 2 Peter 3. Sarah called Abraham Lord. I'm not looking for my wife to call me Lord, but I am looking for the respect to be there, and I plan on doing respectable things and being a respectable person, so it makes her job very easy. But you're called to lead your wife. You're also called to lead your family, take responsibility for the rest of your family, for for your kids. Not passing the buck to your wife or to somebody else or to the school system. You are called to do that. To be the man. To step up. You're called to take responsibility for those around you. Those in church. Uh, those, those at your workplace. Right When you are taking responsibility and taking dominion in those areas to the best of your ability, that's what a man does. He doesn't pass the buck and look for who else he can blame. He says, man, i got a problem and I'm going to learn to fix it. Maybe that is going to therapy. Maybe that is having to, to get up super early and hit the gym and all the things you don't want to do. Maybe that is having to humble yourself in some ways and ask for help. How do I do this? The things that are just our antithesis as a man. You're not a man because you know everything and never ask for help. You're a man because you're a guy who's wanting to get the answers. You're wanting to better yourself. That's what a man does. So why am I talking about this on a, on a porn podcast? Because masculinity is so key to breaking free. Yes, I, I know I have women that listen to this podcast as well. I'm, I'm assuming at least. And I know there are women that struggle with porn. No doubt. It's all going back to the emotional wounds. That's why I've spent a lot of this. Go back and reference previous podcasts uh, that I've done, previous episodes. Obviously, there's a lot there for that. But I'm talking to the men here. It's going to be really difficult to get yourself out of porn when you hate who you see in the mirror because you realize, I'm lazy. I'm not doing very much, I'm overweight, I'm X, I'm Y, I'm Z, and I don't like it. Well then let's do something about it. We're men. Let's get up and get moving, one foot in front of the other. Porn isn't going to define you, but that's also, porn is not what makes you masculine. Your ability to 
Go out and conquer the things that are put in front of you. That's what makes you a man. And to do it to the glory of God. Pursue that and wait to see how that will change your perspective. If you start liking who you see in the mirror and you start, you really start gaining your own respect, I'll be interested to see how that might change your, your struggle with porn. You keep your feet moving. You keep on the right path doing things that are worthy of respect and you start viewing yourself a little bit differently. And no, you don't have to make big steps at first. A 1% change is all you need. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. One decision better every single day to be more the person you want to be to be the person you like to see in the mirror. See how that changes your your relationship with porn. See how that changes your relationship with your wife, with your kids, where you take responsibility, you stop pulling away from them, stop dissociating from all of your problems and all of your emotions, you sit in some of those, and then you do something about it. And you chase true manhood, true masculinity, taking responsibility, thereby getting power. And with that power comes great responsibility. It flows right back into it. We use that power to better those around us and to better ourselves. I hope this has helped. I know this is a bit of a rant episode, but man, just working with people, even just this week, where porn, this sounds horrible, porn's the least of your concerns right now. Yes, I realize it's a concern, but you have some serious things you got to work through first. Yes, it's trauma-based, all of those things. I'm not undoing any of the trauma work here. I'm not saying trauma isn't associated with it. But I also know that we have men that shrink back from being the men they're supposed to or they find their masculinity in really stupid things that don't actually equal masculinity. That's not what being a man is about. Don't let porn be a part of that where you get to to pull away from everything that matters, everything that's good in life like your wife and your kids and your job and your home, taking dominion of your home. That's important. Do that as a man. I'm calling on us as men to stand up to the stupidness, the wokeness of this culture that's telling us we don't belong and to do something about it. Take dominion. Be a man. I'll talk to you again next week.